Were you able to pull the like 12 seconds of I did not do that. I was not gonna do Ant's marketing. (laughs) I I thought about it, I I looked at it and I thought about it, and then ultimately I decided, you know what? You know what this world doesn't need more of is Dave Matthews. So (laughs) I was like, I'm gonna just not do this and see what happens. And it's actually funnier without there being any music. Because they're just like, well, you're like, uh, can you put 20 seconds of just ants marching over this before the (laughs) DMCA? That was Danny. The DMCA runs out and I just, there's like nothing there. And then it's just like awkward silence. And then it goes to the next topic that y'all talk about. (laughs) So I thought, I thought personally that was funnier. That's great. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Can We Save the Cat, your weekly writer's room and entertainment podcast where we take three random thoughts or ideas, pitch them, pick one, and over the course of about 30 minutes or so, develop it into the next big project. This week for Thanksgiving, we are doing pitches that bring people together. Um, so excited about that. As always, I am one of your hosts, Brian Hayes, writer and actor. I'm Danny Hanks, writer and director. And I'm Andrew Brandt, award-winning novelist. Awesome. Danny didn't do her and joining us in the writer's oh, room. Oh, yeah. Today. I guess I'm another one of your hosts. Oh, and my joining God. us in the writer's room today <laughs> is... Nope. Well, nope, I didn't you... do it because you don't usually do it. I don't usually do it because, you know, like, we're all we're all friends here. Andrew's the captain of this. equal, but some of us are more equal than others. Wow. See, I don't think that way. <laughs> Andrew, you're just as equal as Charlotte's Web. Hank the Cowdog. There you go. That one's set here in Texas. Yeah. What? You said Animal Farm. Yes, because that's a quote from Animal Farm. Yeah, I know. But I was just riffing and going with like farm theme. Charlotte's Web would be like, I don't know. Isn't there like a really inspirational quote from Charlotte's Web that I'm supposed to know? I'm about to die, the spider. (laughs) No, I definitely quoted Charlotte's Web at some point in an article or not an article, in an essay when I was still in school. You know... We watched an inordinate amount of Charlotte's Web was watched in a classroom. I don't think I've ever watched it outside of a classroom. Oh, big facts. Yep. See, I didn't like Charlotte's Web. My favorite movie as a kid growing up was Babe, which Babe. is the other Babe. pig movie. The other Ba-Ram yeah. You. Yeah. Um, here's some quotes from Charlotte's Web. Are you ready? Yes. Hit us. It is not often that someone comes along who is a true friend and a good writer. That wasn't the quote that I used next. You know what? Time out. Wait a minute. Is this, (laughs) are are these quotes from, oh, okay. These are quotes from the book. Okay. Um, Another one is, after all, what's a life anyway? We're born. We live a little while. We die. Maybe I quoted that one. (laughs) If I can fool a bug, I can surely fool a man. People are not as smart as bugs. Oh my goodness. All right. Maybe maybe I didn't quote 
Charlotte's I don't. Ladder. I don't know that you quoted Charlotte's <laughs> Web. Oh man, <laughs> meetings bore me is the number six most <laughs> quoted. Okay, now I'm going Charlotte on my computer Web. and I'm going to search for Charlotte's Web. Look, it was a fine book. I don't know that it's very quotable. Um, Apparently not. Damn, Charlotte gets deep. I mean. She, I think, I feel like the whole book is a metaphor for something. I don't know what it's a metaphor for, but. Yeah, you know, it's not like Animal Farm. It's not super easy, well, for me anyways, to like draw those comparisons to real life. I'm sure I mean, it is. It might be easy, but I haven't seen the movie in <laughs> or, or read the book 18 years. She says in front of a author. Yeah, I haven't read Charlotte's Web. You didn't have to read it in school? Did I? I don't know. Maybe I did. Mm. I mean, if, if I had to read it in school, I definitely read it. I was one of those people that like, I was a goody two-shoes. I read everything. You That's read actually, everything? you know what? That's a recurring nightmare motif of mine is that I have a class coming up and I have to have read a book for the class or I have to have read like five chapters of a book for the class but the class is going to be too soon for me to read those chapters of the book. That's a nightmare for me. How long are these chapters? <laughs> They're like substantial, like textbook <laughs> chapters. Fair. Ooh, wireless okay. headphones. Oh, you know Welcome it. Welcome back. Did you just listen to everything we were talking about then? No, no, I had him sitting here. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. No, ironically- well, then you didn't hear us talking shit about Charlotte's Web. <laughs> ironically i had to go kill a spider oh <laughs> yeah wow wow yeah. <laughs> very anti charlotte's web today Screw we're really charlotte yeah <laughs> Re- resident <laughs> spider killer around here nice nice our spider killer is whatever we can throw at it because yeah. neither of us like to get near spiders you know what that spider's not going to do now throw down some pitches that's what Oh, hey. snap. Hey, Danny's camera is like giving me anxiety. Why is it's my like camera for some reason, anxiety? Andrew is in like beautiful 720p crisp and yours is like, I don't know, 360i maybe like it's Wait, like why <laughs> two television quality. I don't know. Wait, it is like. Why? I don't know. It's just like it's it's maybe uh, maybe it's your webcam. I don't know. It's just like it it's been weird me out. I look um, fine to me, Danny. I'm proud that like you have that sort of self esteem. You can be like I f- I look fabulous. I look great no, I look on great. my end. Look yeah, good. I look amazing on my end. Uh yeah, um yeah. So pitches bringing people together. It's what we're doing here. We're just hanging out, talking about spiders let's bring Um, some people together nothing brings people together more than arachnophobia oh god um there is this game what game is that called it's called grounded there's a video game out there um by obsidian called grounded and it's like honey i shrunk the kids and you're in this backyard but you're like you know a wee little lad and um you have to run around the backyard and spiders are massive in the game but they have a mode where it's for people with arachnophobia and you can actually turn the spiders off. And if you do, it's just like blocks that chase you around. It's pretty funny. It's, <laughs> That's pretty, good. it's pretty That's cool. Pretty they good. have that, but it's, it's 
pretty funny that they just like turn these blocks. So, um, alphabetical order. Alphabetical order. Okay. Yay. I guess I'll go first. I have a pitch. I even have a title picked out already to make oh, your jobs easier. Goodness. Here we I'm go. I'm choosing it just for that. No. I am pitching a film called Thanks Taking. Um, <laughs> thanks. Better than Friendsgiving. Continue. <laughs> thanks Taking takes place in New York City where a bunch of vapid 20-somethings all get together for their for their Friendsgiving. <laughs> And, you know, you've got the interpersonal dramas of like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that you invited Kelsey. Well, you know, she's dating my brother, Danny. Yeah, but she banged so and so, you know, she banged Paul last year. All right. So all these <laughs> vapid 20 something New Yorkers all get together for Friendsgiving. And in the middle of their Friendsgiving, alien invasion. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Taking. I love it. And you've got it. These these twenty somethings trying to survive the alien uh, invasion. All the while, like one of them who brought the pop brownies is just blasted. Has no idea what's going on. <laughs> That's it. That's okay. My- I am next. <laughs> I have some absolute thoughts. Um, okay. I think I killed Danny. I think you did you did yeah you did this is gonna be such an interesting round i can't wait to hear what brian pitches look mine is actually pretty straightforward okay so mine is um so (laughs) over the last few years you know with everything going on the pandemic etc i really turned to like online video games and stuff and hanging out with people and these are people i've never met right these are people from Canada to um, Spain to everywhere. And so I kind of had this idea of like a pitch about a group of people age ranges all over, um, obviously like starting at 18 up to like 60 and you have like, it's the end of the pandemic and it's Thanksgiving and these people have decided to get together for Friendsgiving. Like they're going to meet face to face for the first time, this group of like six or seven people that play games together. And it's just about their meeting. So I'm kind of thinking it's like big chill mixed with like flashback type stuff. So for the most part, it takes place in this one thing, but then you learn maybe there's like something deeper going on. Like I kind of had the idea that like one of their, gamer buddies like died and that's why they really decided to get together but you don't realize that until later and is this not what justin pitched last year justin last year pitched the idea that people go out drinking on the night before thanksgiving yeah no but what did he pitch for christmas he's deaf or new year's or something he's definitely pitched like people go home and meet never mind never mind just whatever but I don't know. The idea was like, you could be, you know, cis heads, cis heads, it could be, you know, genderqueer. It could be age from 18 up to 60, you know, an old guy or, you know, that's in a wheelchair playing with like an 18 year old who is unfiltered and all this and just their, you know, interpersonal relationships, how they were online, what, what kind of led them to the moments of finding this group and then uh, how it is whenever they finally meet. I, I mean, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Danny, right. why don't you I, go with your great idea? I'm bringing in a pitch that I know Brian is going to hate because uh, nothing brings people together like unprecedented tragedy. This actually came out in the New York Times recently that a fertility clinic accidentally swapped embryos that had been growing for IVF. And so these people, they were like, oh, you know, our baby doesn't look like us. Let's get a DNA test and learn that, in fact, their embryos had been swapped and she had been like carrying this other person's child and has raised this other person's child for a few months. So just a few now, months ago, like hand it back. Like you want to swap can, a room? But it's you get like so they that's the thing is like they do swap. You but, get a discount for trading it in, <laughs> getting a new well, model. You get a lawsuit, you get a big old lawsuit. But my thing is like it's so wild because you've already bonded with this child. Like having a child in your life for a few months is a big deal. And they still like it's traumatic for the children, of course, and they still like once a week or whatever visit the other kid. So I was thinking, what does this Thanksgiving look like if they have this family that's not actually family? And we could we could stretch it. We could have them have been like we could have the kids be 10 years old and finally finding out that they're not Let's shoot biologically boy- their children. Let's shoot this boyhood style in film once a <laughs> there year. There we go. For 12 years every thanksgiving yep it's just a series of thanksgivings <laughs> so what's the pitch, the pitch like these two families these two have... families coming together for thanksgiving and like maybe the thing is they're deciding whether they want to swap the kids okay but no i've got to ask so like if if uh, <laughs> If they don't look anything like them and they just, they, would they raise them for 10 years? I feel like that would be a question. Well, in our movie, in our movie, it can be questionable, right? In our movie, it okay. can be a small thing like both parents have blue eyes. It's not like one of the babies a different race or anything. No, I mean, that's what the, the <laughs> case was, I believe. But it could just be, it could be like a very Oof. small I bet thing. that led to some awkward spousal conversations. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know if it was a different race or if it was just that, like, both of the parents had, like, very dark hair or something. Mm. I'm not sure. Okay. Or both parents had very Eastern European Nordic features and the child came with very dark hair or something, like the opposite. Um, But in our movie, it could be something slight. And there, I feel like there's a lot, it, it goes along with, like, adoption, but it's not quite the same because they both have families it's just not the families that they were supposed to have right okay same order same order sure man (laughs) andrew is gonna pick his own again no i can't look that egotistical come on man (laughs) But it's thanks-taking. It's thanks-taking. Uh, no. Um, ooh, I, the sequel could be The Night Before Thanksgiving, Danny. Like a prequel. I hate you, Brian. <laughs> two thanks, two taking. Yes. No, let's go. Let's let's go. Brian's pitch. Let's go. With a bunch of people who like met online are all getting together, and and the interpersonal dramas that happen therein. 
reminds me a lot of like before sunrise or before sunset, except with a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. Uh good yeah, good comp. Uh I am gonna go okay. So Andrew, have you heard of a little film franchise called Cloverfield? <laughs> <laughs> yours, Wait, yours. what's what's the uh what's the seth rogan vehicle like uh there's like the end of the world the apocalypse or oh whatever. uh this is the end right okay so this is cloverfield x this is the end gotcha yeah. okay but it's instead of like big big alien monsters like it's like at mars attacks gotcha okay so it's still it's fun it's silly it's funny it's- irreverent like gotcha right okay. like you, you you were rooting for these like vapid like think think of like the cast of you right like this, this takes place in bed <laughs> i'm pitching this all over again like yes <laughs> do this you've got to do it like you are you are rooting for the aliens <laughs> you know for these dudes. oh my gosh you know what i like the sound effects oh yeah i mean i'm here for sound effects i'm here for soundtrack whatever you need Andrew is working really hard to sell this. He's like a used car pitch salesman on this pitch. We have so many jokes in this pitch. Oh my god. Um so many jokes can fit in this baby. And Danny's right. about baby swap. Family. <laughs> well, it's about like what's your real family? Is it your blood family or is it the people that raise you and give you love you know um you know i'm not gonna take us down like a, a really dark turn but uh my my grandmother passed away this last week and it was it, it was my step <laughs> i'm not gonna take us down a really dark turn okay uh, continue it was it was yeah. my it was my stepdad's mom and and at that it was my my mom's ex-husband at this point right so like these people are not gotcha. even like blood okay. related but they and it's probably because my stepdad was an only child himself and so like these people had just immediate grandkids when my mom and, and him married um but they treated us like 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 family i mean i mean we spent every summer yeah. with them you know so mm-hmm. uh, i totally get that you know totally get you know that it's it's the family you choose yeah and i am like i mean i'm i'm not shy about this i'm adopted and um i've always really strongly felt that you know this whole blood is thicker than water kind of thing is like i mean Mm. i don't really get that because to me it's it's very much you know the people that raised you over over blood and i do think like your family who you grow up with is important but you know if you grow up with, you know, 10 strangers and you're all from different backgrounds and everything, but you grow up together, then you're going to have a tighter bond than if you just randomly meet a sibling that you haven't had any connection to for 30 years. So anyways, that's my mini rant on that. Um, Well, and and I want you to think, but before you vote, I really want you to think about our dear listener and what is going to be the most entertaining for them. What is going to keep them coming back week to week? Oh my God. I, 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 I do like what you're pitching there. I will throw back though. We did the good town part two in which foul mouth teenagers like had to go against an alien invasion. 
And like my partner never lets me live it down. She's like, I hate that pitch. Um, so uh, with that being said, I love you, sweetie, but I am going to go with thanks taking. What? Really? Wow. Well, um, I almost self-voted, but no, I'm, I'm, I, I, my well, streak of refusing to self-vote stands. Now Danny has to make a choice. So it's hard because I don't really want to do Brian's. <laughs> I know. I knew the second that I talked about I like it being pandemic. Thanksgiving. I oh hate my the pandemic God. pitches. Yeah, I hate. So I let's knew. do thanks taking. I like thanks taking. In a world okay. where Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Okay. So I have a question. Is there a way that we can make this Thanksgiving movie more Thanksgiving themed? Like the turkeys gain sentience and decide to exact revenge. That's a movie. Is it already a movie? Yeah, like Night of the Living Turkeys or something like that. (laughs) I'm not joking. All right. Um, What does it have to do with Thanksgiving? so well, it's it's like how a uh, Krampus oh my, is is. <laughs> it's called. I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut anybody off, except I do. The movie that I'm thinking of is called Thanks Killing. Yes. <laughs> it is a horror comedy, and um, yeah, it's about college kids and turkeys go bad, and the the art of it has a turkey and the. Under it, it says gobble, gobble, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so here's my thing. Do we have to go aliens or is there a way that we can like spin the message of Thanksgiving on its head and have these friends turn on each other? That's this, that's, that is the message of this movie though. It's, it's the message of imperialism. We're, we're celebrating Thanksgiving because aliens literally showed up across the shore to go over this country. Like it's definitely an allegory for this. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. But in this case, we're the, uh, we're the natives, native Americans. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And we're not going to give them our corn. No, we're gonna fight back. Oh dear God! <laughs> no, okay, no, no. it's uh, imagine we're, we're gonna take the cast of you, and we're going to okay. transplant them into a holiday themed movie, uh, and then the, the and then the aliens from Independence Day are gonna come in like thirty minutes in. So we we get a really good feeling for who these characters are. You know, you definitely got the one that's like, oh my God, Becky, I cannot eat this because he did not cook it with kosher butter. she's very um what's the crunchy is that what crunchy munchy granola loving (laughs) granola yeah granola okay very Very crunchy granola okay okay and and becky's pissed off at florence because florence brought dave who slept with Peta last year who are these names florence (laughs) i don't know i'm just pulling them out i'm just pulling this is this is for some reason it sounds like this thanksgiving is happening in williamsburg so we have our crew of people they're having a friendsgiving they all hate each other eight eight of them eight eight friends eight friends they all hate each other i mean um you get a a horror movie are we gonna kill them off one by one oh we're definitely killing them off. well it's an alien invasion movie so we're gonna you know what this is making me think of 
this is going to be like Cloverfield, vapid Thanksgiving <laughs> version of uh, what was it? Red Dawn. Yeah, yeah. kinda. Yeah, uh, I think think uh, like yeah. the one where it's like against the Soviets or whatever. I think all of yeah. your all of your invasion movies, all of your alien movies. Yeah. Throw in Krampus for the horror elements. Throw in this is the end for the irreverent comedy. I want to put all of this into a into a blender. I want to make a cranberry jelly out of it. Ooh, I like nice. what you delicious. Did there. Canned like or homemade? There. Oh, we're making this homemade, girl. But canned is better. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay, so I guess what's our? This is like a super weird thing to ask, but like, what's our plot message? <laughs> There is no message. <laughs> the the like message is, it's, it's really, it's really way under the surface, but the message is we took this place by force and other beings are going to take it by force eventually as well. Okay. Like we, we can't so, save like, the world. We're we going to make sure we can avenge we it. Celebrate this so it's holiday. making fun of the United States. Well, yeah, we we celebrate okay, this holiday, okay. which is essentially the extermination of an entire race of of people. It's a pretty awful holiday, for sure. Okay, so okay, cool. So that. now I'm on board. Cool. Yeah. Um, I guess I was just wondering, like, I, I guess my m- what I was trying to get to was like, what's the point? Is this just like a fun movie? But no, it's like actually like, oh, now I understand what the the point is. I think colonialism it's, is awful. Oh. <laughs> well, I think it's. it's it's very in my head. It's incredibly irreverent, but you walk away going, "Oh yeah, right." Oh god, that's an allegory. Okay, I get it. That's that's actually it's really like funny. um, it's like uh, the Seth Rogen movies. Yeah, like uh, the which, one about North Korea, which Andrew comped earlier. But yes, <laughs> well, I was specifically thinking the one about North Korea or Sausage Party. But yes, uh, yeah, fair. Yep. Okay, so um, what's a plot? Let's 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 walk through it. Okay, so Act One, we're introduced to all of our char- our eight characters. We've got Florence. We've got <laughs> uh, who else oh, did God. we say? <laughs> Kelsey. We we're gonna kill A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Anyway, these eight people. Right, I mean, anyway, they, eight people. They're getting together, and the entire first act is them like, oh my god, like I cannot believe we're still doing this friendsgiving. I don't even like these people anymore. Yes, yes super you. backstabby. Yeah, but but you know you are. Uh, Charlie is my brother and you know we've been engaged for a year now and it literally has to be like I can see the shot of like somebody comes in with like a pumpkin pie or whatever and like drops it off and it's like oh my god it's so good to see you hi and then the person goes off to the table and she just turns around she's like who the fuck invited her yeah yeah 100% (laughs) so here's my counter and thing that we could flip on its head to make it a little bit more unique what if it's almost done Zombieland-esque and not in the style that it's done, but the fact that this has already happened and these people are like living in this because the pitch idea is supposed to be bringing yeah. people together. Well, if we're bringing people together, but it's just like a Friendsgiving, I think it would be funny if like these group of people who hate each other have to work together in an well, alien invasion. That's what the rest of that's what the other that's, five acts are. That's your, that's your like yeah, the first act. act is basically, you know, they hate each other, and then this thing happens, and then it's like, oh shit, the eight of us who hate each yeah. other and have no demonstrable skills. They've already um, eaten Kelsey. Yeah, they've already eaten Kelsey. Like we gotta get our shit together, and then it's like 
no, like, like there have to be some small wins along the way, but I do think the big ending is just like, they all just die. Like, like I don't think there's any redeemable not, way. Maybe the real alien invasion is actually the friends we make along the way. There we go. Mm. You, you're saying the the problem with with the concept right now is that it's a slow burn. I would say like instead of having the aliens take forever to take over, they've like they've got this shit on lock. It's not just you know one ship. It's like. They've got the entire, you know, they're they're very efficient aliens, is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Um, they don't take a whole act and a half to gotcha. get. Gotcha. So it's together. not a slow burn. They don't introduce polio to us. They don't introduce no. the common cold. No, they like. <laughs> they don't introduce diseased foods and things like that. No okay. Smallpox blankets. There's no like treaties where we're like, yeah, we're cool, and then they backstab. Uh, there's none of that. Like it's like no, really they come in. They're, they're taking this world by force. Like mind brainwashing <laughs> chips or something. But like, basically, what I mean is, I think you can get you can get the urgency that you're talking about, and the thing of like these people who hate each other need to work together in these shitty circumstances. I think you can still get that and start with the friendsgiving without having any sort of time jump if you just make the aliens super efficient. And well, no, this is Cloverfield. Cloverfield was like, we got to get off the island. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, they got to get out of yeah. the city. Yeah, I was trying to think of like. Well, what if it's like we have to get out of America? I think it'd be if enough. we're going irreverent com- comedy. I think yep. it would be funnier if like okay, so if these people are pretty assholey in their own respective ways and dumb and dumb. Um, so if you know anything about me, it's that, um, I, you're assholey and dumb. Yes. Uh, but also (laughs) that I have like zero survival skills. And so the common joke survival skills. So the common joke amongst my friend group is like, I would be the first to die, but I would also be able to live a really long time because people would bring me with them. And then if like we got into a situation, they would like sacrifice me, but I have friends that are like, on their shit right they're not doomsday preppers or anything like that but like i have a friend who makes axes for a living and um <laughs> like you know he that's knows that's actually really everything. funny we can use that what because these i mean these kids are like you know fake oh my god and- kid in williamsburg that makes axes yeah, kid yeah. So that's what makes axes that's what i'm saying their plan could be we've got to get to joey's house because joey like plays zombie video games all the time he reads zombie novels aliens are basically zombies we just got to get to his house and then he'll know exactly what to do so my idea is like it's the whole time they're trying to get to joey's house they get there at the beginning of act three you think that there's going to be just like this giant showdown and joey's going to be this badass like ryan reynolds type character and we cast ryan reynolds we cast ryan reynolds but turns out Ryan Reynolds is nothing but a glorified extra because he's dead. He's got like tentacles <laughs> hanging out of him. He's ripped apart in 10 different ways. And I love that. Like, they, they do all this to get to Joey's house. And then Joey just like ate it quicker than they did. And so they're like, all right. <laughs> so here's the thing. It's like we have to figure out the perks that every character has. Because I like, you know, hipster neckbeard in williamsburg who makes axes for fun that's a good one 
a thing that I just thought of, like my roommate is a marathon runner, so she would be great for an apocalypse. She can outrun whatever. So like we have a, a marathon runner. You could have the marathon runner also be the crunchy granola person, but you could also say that like because the crunchy granola person is sensitive to foods or whatever, they're able to taste the poison in the water or some shit. I don't know. Or they know how to purify. (laughs) They know how to like purify the food. Yeah. Or they they Um, can like smell something and be like, this isn't vegan. We can't (laughs) eat this. And then now I'm like just I imagining. Said, oh, go ahead. And then there's the stoner one who brought the pot brownies. Who's just like, hey, man. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So maybe that's the catch: is that the way that the aliens have like taken over America is that they've tainted all the turkeys, and the only reason why this household survived is because the crunchy girl is like, no, I'm bringing a tofurkey. We are not oh eating god. meat in this household. I love it. Oh my god, I love it. I imagine that character is very much like Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec, Rob Lowe's character. Like <laughs> oh very, very crunchy, but very like upbeat. And I'm also thinking of ways like the characters can kill off or we can get rid of them. Like the marathon runner. I imagine like, <laughs> I imagine everybody's like running away from the aliens or whatever. And all of a sudden this marathon runner just like sprints past everyone and just like literally does not stop running. And we don't see her the rest of the movie. It's like, she just like <laughs> fucking bolted and she just like, they're like, we got to run. She's like, okay. And then just starts like taking off and then, and then doesn't stop. And then we see her like we see her at the very end, but she's dead somewhere. It's like they finally caught up with her. I think it would be hilarious if we did like a post credit scene where like it's just her still running down a highway or something. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Connecticut. (laughs) Yeah, she's running. (laughs) Um, But no, and then I imagine like with with Joey, like everybody making oh Joey's so amazing. We just got to get there, and like maybe two of the girls are like in love with Joey and fighting over him and like we should go so, to Joey's and like you just want to go to Joey's cuz he's hot and you want to sleep with him again. She's like, "Kristen, that was one time." Two two thoughts. You could either do that that Joey's really cool and awesome and then they get there and he's dead or you could do like they're talking up Joey the entire time and they get there and he's like a video game nerd. He's literally like a 12-year-old. Or if you wanted to combine the two, they're talking about like big hunky Joey, whatever. He's like really into martial arts and he like has a bunch of, you know, prop guns or whatever. Like what are they called? Um, Katanas that he can like use. And then they get there and he's dead. But his like 12 year old younger brother is there still alive because he's a video game nerd. And they're like, kid, how did you stay alive? He's like rule number one of of freaking. The Last of Us, you know, sacrifice your hide. brother. Yeah, sacrifice <laughs> your brother. <laughs> yes, I love it. I, I love actually it. love that. That's pretty yeah. funny to me. Um, so then they have to take this little kid with them, who's actually a badass himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would so say we have... if we're gonna let one person live, it should be that little kid. Oh, because yeah. I think that would be hilarious to kill everyone but the little, like the kid that they didn't even want, just like tags along and then ends up like being the only one alive. <laughs> Besides the girl running to Connecticut, whatever. Oh, and that can um, be a thing. That can be a thing in the beginning where everybody is like, "Why isn't Joey here? You invited Joey, right?" It's like, yeah, but I didn't want to invite his younger brother. 
So, and he says he has to like That's stay good. home because if he was going to come, he'd have to bring his brother. Make him like 13 or 14. And he's yeah. just like the horny younger brother who's like yeah. puberty and kind of. A I don't dude. know if he's even the horny younger brother. No, make him the horny younger brother. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> he's the one that lives. Dear God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, Danny, the way I'm imagining it is there are no good people. And maybe like the okay, best yeah, that's one fair. of them, the best one of them all is the one that we kill literally immediately. Like the yeah. only one that's like a good conscious or like any and sort I want, of. Sense I want a to second, them. but I want a second post credit scene where the stoner is still on the couch, just like yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. So here's okay, okay. here's where I'm at. We start with eight. Yeah. We have the runner. We have crunchy. We have stoner. Uh, stoner. And then over here we have two more of Joey and Joey younger brother. and brother. Okay, yeah. that's five. So, we, then I think we have like the goody two shoes, like boy scout who like he is really scout. prepared for this or girl scout. If they're uh, the one that dies first uppity uppity Boston college kid think, thinks he goes to Harvard, but no, he's actually going to be you back I home think, for the holiday. I think we're going to trip ourselves up trying to pinpoint these exact eight. What I hear right now is that we have, we have this cast of people that we all hate that are, totally hateable and we can mix and match hateable people all day because there are plenty of them but they say we have to get to joey's house they get to joey's house kind of in the middle of the movie joey's dead there's the kid now what's the rest of our movie like what's the big thing that they have to do next i think that's my my big question is like how do we end this how do we take it home they start paying attention to you know emergency broadcast because the boy scouts like you know we should turn on the radio now, see, I think the Boy Scouts like literally the first one to die. Hell like, yeah. they are they are like, I we mean, should you could play with that, or you could play with the fact that like he was a Boy Scout in like Manhattan in Gramercy Park. Like, right? He's y- you could make him a completely useless Boy Scout and speak to the whole thing of like this was literally just to get you know cookies or whatever. Like this being a Boy Scout is useless. You could go that route with it too. That's fair. I do think like if we're going to slowly trickle down the group, I do want to start with one person that like knows their stuff and then they immediately die. And then it could be that boy scout, like the fake one that's like, okay, I'm, it's my time to step up. I know exactly what we need to do and leads them down to Joe. We should go to, I know exactly what to do. I'll handle it. We're well, going well, you could... Joey's. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm oh, going to divert that. this. But no, what I was going to say is a, an easy third act to like up the stakes and also like an, an easy way to get out of this is the aliens f- track them or find them at Joey's. And so they have to like hunker down and fight back, but they really, again, have no useful skills whatsoever. So there's like this big setting up for the final battle, you know, like the Avengers gearing up and everything. And then the aliens, just like a 30 second scene of just the aliens (laughs) demolishing and pulling apart everybody limb by limb. And just like, absolutely 13 year old with his katana (laughs) concept. One thing that you could do, because if I think, you know, New York city and I think apocalypse, I think, crawling through the subway tunnels is a really funny scene especially with all of these people who like hate being dirty 
Mm. would never go into the subways of their own volition, probably don't understand how a subway works. You could even have one kid just like killed by the third rail because they just like don't they don't know why you're not supposed to step on it. But what you could do is you could do Joey's and you could pretty much have the kid be like, we shouldn't leave. We should hunker down. And everybody's like, no, that's a terrible idea. And they look up on their phone or something and they see that there's, I don't know. That's why maybe there's like a naval base or something. Is there something yeah. near New York that you can get to? Probably. But then they decide that they're going to go through the subway tunnels because it's too dangerous to go above ground. They're going to loot Joey's place. They're going to go through the subway tunnels to whatever this station is. Like, oh, you know. They're going to go to JFK. There we go. Yeah, because they got to get a plane. They're going to go to JFK and they're going to yep. catch a plane gonna and they're going to go plane. somewhere else. Get the hell and, out of here. And they can be ripped apart in the tunnels. That's, yeah. I think that's hilarious to me. <laughs> The thing, um, my question is then, how does the kid survive? Because there's there is another version of this where they get there, they meet the younger brother, and the younger brother's like, "No, we have to stay here," and they're all like, "No, we have to go," and he's like, "Well, I'm staying here." Yep, I think that's it. I think that's the play, and we think that. Okay, <laughs> so here's my here's my pitch for that. They get there. The kid's like, no, we got to stay. Like, we got to stay put. We got to hunker down, turn off everything, like, just stay here. And they're all like, no, we we need to get to JFK. We need to get out of here. So they all leave. And about halfway through the tunnels, there's like that horror scene, right? Where the shadows are like picking off people, right? And like, or the, right. you hear the... You hear the sounds in the background yeah. and the shadows. Yeah. And like there's noises everywhere and it turns out it's a rat, but there's like a shadow crawling over on the other side. And then all of a sudden they turn around and they're like, where's, where's Sarah? Oh my God, we, we can't find Sarah. And then they're like, the aliens took Sarah. The aliens took Sarah. To Andrew's point, a second post credit scene is the 13 year old boy sitting on his couch watching TV with the stoner sarah and they're just like cutting up having a great time at his house they never left she <laughs> never went she never went with them to the tunnels and so they're okay. just like hanging out on the couch but yeah they're just stoned and playing a bunch of video games yes. good. Yeah. um so, okay those okay, are the people so... that live everyone else dies in the tunnels concept they're not going to jfk uh i'm sure there's a private airport somewhere in new york anyway one of the girls her dad has a plane we just got to get to yes. the airport. Yeah. <laughs> we just got to get to the airport. My daddy will fly us to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we sort of have the structure. I do think that we probably end up getting to the airport and it's like two of them at the very end. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And, and then the airport's on fire. <laughs> the airport's on fire. Or on it's like they even like they get to the plane and they get in the plane, but it's like neither of them knows how to fly a fucking plane. Um, yeah like yeah. why would Hold anyone my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no i think a lot of, like he always wanted me to get pilot's lessons but i said no because like it makes me seasick yeah i, I imagine like, oh, yeah. i Perfect. imagine like the uh like blair waldorf you know from gossip girl like a uh, leighton meester i just like imagine her mm-hmm. and like dad always for the plane they just like pressed a button and it and it flew it worked <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> okay so then we get to the end and um and yeah i do think our main protagonist is probably like like the guy in you or whatever like a guy that we're rooting for 
um, who we also hate, uh, but then ends up dying. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like we have the rough arc of this. I think the second getting to Joey's, there's definitely going to be like a a set piece, kind of a a scene where somebody's like, I'll sacrifice myself. You, You all go like I'll stay behind and I'll hold them off. And then like expecting there to be like some sort of banter. And they're all like, okay. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Joey's is like right there. We're gonna go. <laughs> or that could be it. You know, that could be like a fun play with that scene. Is like they're like a block from Joey's or something like that, and and a yeah. girl's like, I'll I'll distract the monsters. You all can go. And they're like, it's oh my it's god, right there. It's literally right there. We could just walk there. You know who it is? It's the bad art friend lady. Who's like, she's like, you know, I already donated a kidney. You guys go like, I'll sacrifice myself. And they're like, okay. And she's like, wait, are you guys really not going to say thank you? Like, are you guys not going to tweet about this? Like, I gave a kidney. I am sacrificing myself for your lives. But I think it would be funny, too, if it's like, well, we could cut through this convenience store and go the back way and they'll never notice us. And she's like, no, I have to do this for you all. Make sure you tweet about me tomorrow. (laughs) Don't let me die in vain. Yes, I love it. Hashtag live for Casey. Yes. Yes. Yes, I love oh it. My yeah, God. that's that's my like second act getting to Joey's. Yeah, getting to Joey's. I, I I want I want a set piece on the ground. I want to see the aliens mm-hmm. like shooting people and then like obviously I can't do this on the podcast. So this is very visual of like hand up the butt, you know, like <laughs> oh like ripping their insides out. Like <laughs> yes, okay, yeah, because because the thing with aliens is they like you know probe your rear end. Yeah, it's so. True. If there's one thing we know about aliens, Danny, it's, it's they got a probe. They do. They have yep. to. Get, yeah, for sure. What if like, okay, this is a really, this is going to turn this into a really stupid movie. But it what if we learn? Not. <laughs> no, but like, what if we learn that we were wrong about aliens the entire time? They're not sticking a probe up there. They're sticking a straw up there so that they can drink your inside. Oh, I, love I love it. Let's do it. 100%. Oh God, and that, I just ate. Okay, I think maybe in that case, the first, maybe, maybe the first person that we have to see die is the bad art friend who's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself because she doesn't like nobody has any sort of weight as to what these aliens are going to do. And she's like, it's okay. You guys go on without me. Like, I'll hold him off. And then she just fucking gets like a straw up her ass. And it's just like boba tea. Just get those kidneys up in there. I hate the, I hate this so much. I love it. I hate this. Oh, um and, and then you're ramen in the a parallel cup. but then you're playing with the parallels and the allegory of like overstuffing yourself on this holiday. There you go. Oh my god. There you I, go. Damn it, Andrew, you brought yeah. it back. The aliens were the Americans all along. <laughs> all right. Yes. This got off the rails. Log Linus, let's send it off. All right, everybody, Danny's going to take a break and go ride our log line. And when we come back, we will decide if we want to save the cat or scratch it. See you in a bit. Hey, everyone. Just a quick reminder, as always, that these podcasts are for entertainment purposes only. 
These ideas are fresh, new, and sometimes submitted by you. Anything said is not meant to infringe on the copyright of any existing work of art, and everything is thought of during this show without any previous influence. If it sounds like something you've already seen or heard, what can I say? That's Hollywood, all out of fresh ideas. Thanks, and enjoy. Hey guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Welcome back to the Can We Save the Cat podcast. Danny has our log line for thanks taking. Thanks Taking is an irreverent comedy about a group of two-faced 20-somethings at Friendsgiving who must work together to escape a colonialist alien genocide. <laughs> Thanks Taking. Thanks Taking. <laughs> um, I will start us off. Hmm, where do I fall on this? I probably shouldn't have started us off. Uh, this is, you know, this is a weird one. Because I actually, so I basically try to, I try to do my saver scratches on if I can see it on screen in a theater or, you know, television. I don't know that I can on this. I don't know that it's something that I can see a studio like buying. <laughs> Which is a shame. You're Which telling me that shame. Seth Rogen would not put his name on this immediately? Fair. Fair. By the way, I watched the Adele uh, concert last night, like from <laughs> the LA Observatory, and Seth Rogen's like front row. I'm like, what the hell? That's what? amazing. Like, what? Just, <laughs> what? Just, is- to, just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think rich people just live a life we'll never know? Like, yeah, I went to an Adele concert with like a hundred yeah, people. Day. No big deal. Um. Anyways, I look. That being said, I do think I save this because. I think this could be a really good audio podcast, like audio, um, audio, audio drama. Um, yeah. yeah, audio drama. Ryan, Thank you. You're cheating because we're here to save movies. So, so is that a scratch from you? No, it is a save because once it becomes a best-selling YA novel, Cop somebody out. will buy the movie rights. And turn it into a and movie. Write it into a screenplay, sell it to a studio, and it'll never get made. Well, they'll always have that option. <laughs> they'll always have that option bought. Until their contract expires. Yeah. Um, yeah. no, yeah, I don't know. This one's really tough for me. I do I I love it. I want to say that, but as far as my like, can I see it on screen? I don't know that I can, so it is tough for me to save it. So I probably have to scratch it that's okay we're here, <sighs> but I we're, here love for it. Inter- we're here for entertainment purposes only i'm hoping that we gave our listeners a fun 40 minutes <laughs> the ride Fair. of their lives andrew it is a ride it i came at this with, <laughs> I, I came at this with my idea and i sold the hell out of it to brian i knew he would love it i knew he would laugh but like Brian, is it something <laughs> that I can see actually being made? No. And for that reason, I scratch it. Yeah. Well, I am taking this cat all the way to the trash. I also scratch <laughs> it. Um, I, I, you know what? Would I love to see it? Yes. Do I think that it actually has any chance of getting made? No. No. But- 
man would i i would i would totally see this i probably actually wouldn't pay for it i would find it online for free um <laughs> i would love th- i would legitimately love to make this that being like, said if we ever have a pitch meeting with whoever reps seth rogan or his production company like this and titanic top of the list <laughs> gary sanchez like in that will will ferrell's will production ferrell's, company yeah, yeah. like <laughs> come on this is so stupid like it's impossible for me to save this but it is so stupid you can see it thanks taking (laughs) it's amazing oh my god i love this so much um so good like i said i just wanted to bring our listeners just just a little bit of joy in their weekly life holiday cheer some you know some laughter to be grateful for yeah, we're bringing people together with the pitch about aliens killing those people. <laughs> um, on that note, uh, let's get into uh, uh, what are you watching? There was no love for Thanksgiving. Well, there was a lot of love for Thanksgiving, but we just sadly couldn't see it on screen. Um, but something that we did see on our screen this week, uh, Danny, what did what did you watch this week? I have been rewatching chernobyl um just for fun which is not a show that you rewatch for fun but by for fun i mean for the artistry so i'm rewatching chernobyl and it is just as good if not better the second time also listening to the hbo chernobyl podcast so highly recommend interesting andrew uh my friend ethan sent me a autographed copy of his new book upright ray of darkness and uh so i've been going so I've been your, going your, back. And, your friend Ethan, <laughs> my friend Ethan, uh, wrote this book called A Bright Ray of Darkness. It's this little little novel. Uh, he's been in a few movies, and uh, I, I watched uh, before the Before trilogy. I started with Before Sunrise over like Friday, and then watched Before Sunset, and then Before Midnight today. Ladies and gentlemen, his friend is Ethan Hawke. Um, that's just like <laughs> he didn't want to name drop, but uh, you know, yeah. but he basically did. So you link latered. You you got link latered in it. I did. Yeah. Um, I not too long ago had a link later thon. I did um everybody wants some and dazed and confused. So there's, there's a little, little, little friendy sign. then. A little friendy yeah. signy signy. Uh-huh. To my friend. To my friend. I love that. That's awesome. Um yeah, link later is great. Uh oh, yeah. And obviously the before movies are great and Ethan Hawk is great. So yeah. That's, that's what's really fun legit. is like listening to both Ethan Hawke and Matthew McConaughey separately talk about Linklater and working with Linklater. Hmm. And they both basically say the same thing. It's great. I mean, I'm trying to think if there is a Linklater film that I don't love. The only one that I could that like really comes to mind is probably Boyhood. But mm-hmm. the thing about Boyhood is I'll never see anything like that again in my life. So yeah. like, do yeah, I dislike fair. it? Or do I, you know, you know, for me, appreciate it, but it's not for me. It's kind of like Nomadland for me in that in that regard. And for me, it's School of Rock. And and not saying School of Rock isn't great. It's just not a link later film to me. Gotcha. So I have a weird relationship with School of Rock because I used to hate School of Rock. Like hate School of Rock. And the thing is, I was never a big Jack Black person. Like, I don't know, he always like was weird to me but as i got older and i started to really appreciate jack black 
I started to really appreciate School of Rock. So, yeah, I'm what just are you watching, running Ryan? through. I, well, right now I'm running through Richard Linklater's filmography. Yeah, I'd probably say Boyhood is the one that I'm like. I'd love, by the way, Everybody Wants Some. If you haven't seen that, it's basically like the quote unquote sequel to Dazed and Confused. And I think it's just as good. So, yeah check that out um but no i started uh my partner and i started watching uh succession the third season started not too long ago Mm. and we were like what is everybody talking about with this show so we gave it a go um and it's it's great we're almost done. i think we're on the last episode of the first season and then once that's done we're gonna start right into season two because it's really really good there are times i can't figure out is this a drama is this a comedy like what is going on here yeah uh and it's it's both and it's great i would i would highly recommend checking it out um adam mckay i actually need to watch succession yeah i didn't realize adam mckay had much as much of a hand in it as he does and it definitely has like vice big short kind of vibes to it but not as stylistic so it's really interesting so yeah succession check it out all right well we have no saves for thanks taking (laughs) uh but we do have some good shows that we have to recommend chernobyl succession and anything linklater does sounds like Um, the before series yeah the The before before series. series yeah awesome well, thank you guys so much for hopping on this week and uh, hanging out with us for a little bit. Sorry we couldn't save any cats, but you know what? It was. It you was, know what? It was, Sometimes you got to skin a cat to save a cat. It's about like the that. it's about Something the cats like you make along the way. It's about skinning some cats <laughs> to make an omelet. That's weird. <laughs> oh my god, that's even weirder. <laughs> that's that's uh, the idiom, right? <laughs> Uh, as always, I am Brian Hayes. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Bredacted and on Twitter at Bredacted42. I'm Danny Hanks. You can find me at Official Danny Hanks on Instagram and at Danny underscore Hanks on Twitter. And I'm Andrew Brandt. You can find me at Writer Brandt on all the social medias. And as always, you can find the podcast at Can We Save Pod on the big socials, TM Andrew J. Brandt. And uh, thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in and, and continuing to give us some love and feedback and support on our socials for the podcast. We really appreciate it. Give us a shout there. and Five uh, stars, rate and review. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, no. (laughs) Should have seen it coming. (laughs) Oh.